0: to everyone tonight, if you're a guest with us this evening, we are so happy to have you in service with us tonight, thank you for being here, joining us online, wherever you're joining us from, we welcome you a part of this service tonight as well, in Jesus' name. 1 Kings chapter 6. 1 Kings chapter 6, I'm going to read a verse at the beginning of the chapter and then we'll drop down to the end of the chapter. Verse number 1 says, and it came to pass in the 480th year after the children of Israel were come out of the land of Egypt in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel in the month Ziph, which is the second month that he began to build the house of the Lord. And if you skip down to verse number 37, it says, in the fourth year was the foundation of the house of the Lord laid in the month Ziph. And in the eleventh year, in the month Bull, which is... The eighth month was the house finished throughout all the parts thereof. And according to all the fashion of it, according to all the building, everything Solomon did, he was seven years in building it. Seven years in building it. My title tonight is a question. You'll understand this more in a little bit. But which house are you building? Which house are you building? God, I thank you so much for your wonderful presence that is in this place tonight. I thank you for the way your spirit swept in during our worship and ministered and worked and moved. I pray that you would continue, God. Thank you for the testimonies and the things you've done this week. and God, I believe they are unprecedented things, but I don't believe they're the culmination. I believe they're only the beginning of what we're going to see you do. God, I pray that you would speak to us tonight, that you would minister to us, that you would give us hearts that would be open to hear and receive what your word would say. I pray, Father, that there would be a work of your spirit that would be done in this place tonight. Lord, we're living in times that we can't afford to just go through the motions and punch a clock and fulfill a religious obligation. We've got a world that is in desperate need of a genuine move of your Spirit. So I pray that you would work and move in our hearts and our lives in this place tonight, Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I meant to mention this a few weeks or a few minutes ago, but it 's been a couple of weeks since we 've done a missions offering as a seed offering in light of our foyer and so i 've asked the ushers just to put the baskets out here and if at some point during this evening you want to give by cash or check whenever the Holy Ghost prompts you to do that you are you are welcome to do that solomon 's temple is i 'm not a big architectural guy, but the bits and pieces that i've heard solomon 's temple is considered to be one of the most magnificent structures ever built in all of time throughout all of history, throughout any setting or context solomon 's temple was ranks at the top of it all. The chapter that i've just read a couple of verses from, give some details and specifics about the building of Solomon's temple. Of course, many of you know this, but it was really his father David's desire to build God a house. In fact, initially the prophet Nathan, when David tells him he wants to build God a house, he responds and says, go ahead and do it. Nathan goes home that night and God says, "Um, Excuse me, I didn't tell you to tell him to build me a house. You need to go back to him and tell him you messed up. So Nathan goes back and tells him, You can't build the house. However, God is, is going to grant your request by letting your son build a house. It's interesting to me, this is not really the point of the message tonight, but it's interesting to me if you read through the remainder of David's life, he truly demonstrated his desire to build God a house by the fact that he went through the means and the effort to gather a great amount of materials for Solomon to use to build. It would have been one thing if David would have... Prayed that prayer and made that request, and then when the prophet told him you can't do it, if he would have just said, Well, it would have been nice and gone on about his business. But the Bible says that he prepared things. Not only did he prepare things, but he prepared a pattern for Solomon. And I, I believe it's it's incumbent upon every generation. That not only do we have a work that we are doing, but we need to be mindful that we are also helping to provide something for the next generation. I believe that every generation becomes a foundation. For the next generation. Not not that what you're doing is just a foundational thing. But but I believe tonight that I stand upon the shoulders of men and women that have gone before me. And so David put some actions to his desires. And it was more than just simply this wishful thinking. And so Solomon is is fulfilling David's desire. And he's begun this process... According to a couple of things I read online today, I'm not going to give you the re- the references of where I got them from, but unlike my wife, I do have in my notes where I where I did get them. So <laughs> The Bible's description of Solomon's temple, also called the first temple, suggests that the inside ceiling was 180 feet long. 90 feet wide and 50 feet high. The highest point on the temple that King Solomon built was actually 120 cubits tall, about 20 stories or about 207 feet. This was a massive temple. Not only was it a massive temple, but when you read the materials and the the structure of it, Solomon spared no expense it was it was quite a place one source says there's no way to determine the cost of solomon's temple in 21st century figures however scholars have estimated that it would cost between the hundreds of millions or billions of dollars in today's money in 1924 one sch- one scholar estimated that the temple would have cost over $30 million. It was quite a place. Again, Solomon, he didn't skimp on the temple. He didn't just throw up some cheap little structure. He went to great efforts and it took seven years. Seven years to complete this temple sure there was a variety of factors in why it took seven years. I'm sure that part of the fact that they had no modern tools and power tools and all of that added to some of the time, but the bottom line is it took seven years. Seven years to build this temple. And a couple of mornings ago as i was doing my morning time with the Lord prayer and reading I've gone through I used some of it a couple of weeks ago on a Thursday night I've gone recently reread through first and second Samuel for my Old Testament reading I'm now reading through first kings and as I read the other day and read these verses that I've just read to you and then I read the next verse, something jumped out at me. Now I want to say this before I read on. I, I use as many times I reference when I preach or teach, I I use commentaries. They help give some perspective and some some knowledge on some things. But but one of the things I found in my years of studying and preparing for ministry and trying to grow and develop in my knowledge and my understanding of the Word of God is that all of the great commentaries that you get on your Bible software are not from apostolics. There's... There's there's a couple of categories that are extremely critical that if you're going to use resources like that in your Bible studying, there's a couple of areas that are extremely critical for you to be mindful of. One, and I would say kind of first and foremost, has to do with the Godhead. The majority of Bible commentaries are written by people who believe in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, that they're three separate, co-equal persons. And so, when they explain various passages in Scripture, they're explaining it from a Trinitarian perspective. And if you're not mature enough and solid enough in your faith to read through that and sift through that, then you don't need to be reading it. If it stirs up confusion in questions, there's a simple thing. Don't read it. <laughs> of course, another area I think is very important that has to do with salvation. Because the majority of scholars were not tongue talkers. <laughs> So there's a couple of areas in which you and I have beliefs and experiences that don't quite line up with them. So therefore, you're going, you're going to explain things from the perspective of what you believe and you've experienced. So at the end of the day, though, the bottom line is I believe that right here, is enough. All that I need is right here. There's some great resources. There's some great study tools. But right here is, is the essence of all that I need. And the bottom line is, Paul says, Paul says, I didn't come to try to impress you with enticing words of man's wisdom. I, I've I've heard some terminal in the past couple of weeks as I've Continued interacting with the uh, the the uh, the prayer uh, group on Wednesday mornings uh, with local pastors and and uh, this this past week as uh, we 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 met they they move around different locations this past week we met in Cape Saint Clair in the Grawls parking lot and uh, kind of did a prayer walk through a couple of places through the Cape Saint Clair area and uh, as we got to walk and I, I there was a guy I got to talking to and I won't give you all the story but just long story short. Uh, so what church did you say you're from? I said, I'm from Antioch. Oh, I, I know a couple people from there. And he mentioned a couple things. And, and he said, yeah. He said, I, I went to high school with Stu Mott. I said, you what? <laughs> so there's been a couple of times in a couple of brief conversations, they they're mentioned some terms that I'm like, I hope none of them are watching right now. But I'm kinda like, oh my goodness, I need to get my phone out, look up my dictionary real quick. I don't So I try to give some kind of like answer that sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Are you pre Calvinistic something or other, whatever, or yet you know, I'm like, uh I don't, I don't know. I just believe in the Bible. <laughs> I, I just know the Bible. I just know what the Bible says Paul said I didn't come with you Enticing words of man's wisdom He said I came with the power And the demonstration of the Holy Ghost And he also said it's by the foolishness Of preaching This thing is not complicated What is so amazing about God is It's not complicated But there's so The depths of it You can dig and keep finding out more and learning more. But that's not because it's complicated. or That's just how amazing God is. So I I say all of that because I think there's some times you just need to simply take what the Word says at face value. And understanding, obviously, again, that what you and I read in English was not the original language of the Bible, and so that's important as well. But but there are times that it's just, just take, it, just take what it says at face value. I say all that because this verse that I'm about to read to you, if you would dig into some of the commentaries, they kind of give a spin or a twist on it. But if I take it at face value at what it says, I... I'm not any better than they are, but I don't I don't agree. So I I I I take you back to verse number 38. The end of verse number 38 in 1 Kings 6 and 1, he says this. He was seven years. Seven years building the temple. Seven years. But here's what caught my attention, Brother Middleton. Verse number 1 of chapter 7 says this. First of all, it starts with the word, but. That word alone, and it is in the original. It's not a word that's just added. It's in the original. It starts with the word, but. That word, but, is a negative implication. If it would have said, and, that's a little bit different. But it starts with, but Solomon was building his own house 13 years, and he finished all his house. It took him seven years to build the temple. That's pretty amazing. That's, that's pretty impressive that the work that was being done and, 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 and all that was going into it required seven years to do it. But it took him thirteen years to build his own house. it took twice as much time for him to build his house than it took to build God's house. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? What's that word we keep proclaiming? What is it? Unprecedented. We've seen already God do some unprecedented things. We just heard testimonies this week of some unprecedented things. It may happen other places, but I know one thing. It's never happened at Antioch where on college campuses in one week alone, 25 young people have received the baptism. That's unprecedented here. I've come again tonight with a burden from the Lord to challenge us unprecedented things that God is going to do is not going to be done when it takes seven years to build God's house, but we're spending 13 years trying to build our own house. We're, we're putting in time to build God's house. Yes. But I, 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 I have to take and, and, and I'll give you, you say, well, brother, right? Come on. You got to have a little bit more than simply the word, but there. Okay. Well, Ecclesiastes chapter two and verse number one, Solomon says, I said in my heart, go to now. I will prove thee with myrrh. Therefore, enjoy pleasure. And behold, this also is vanity. I said of laughter, it is mad, and of myrrh, what doeth it? I sought in my heart to give myself unto wine, yet acquainting my heart with wisdom, and to lay hold on folly till I might see what was that good for the son, what was that good for the sons of men, which they should do under the heaven all the days of their life. Now what? I made me great works. I builded me houses. I planted me vineyards. I made me gardens and orchards. I planted trees in them of all kinds of fruits. I, I made me pools of water to water therewith the wood that bringeth forth the tree. I, I built God's house. I put a lot of effort into God's house. I put a lot of work in building a beautiful temple. I, I put a lot of work into building something my dad would have been proud of, Solomon I think, would say. But when I got done with that, I decided I was gonna do some stuff for me. And I wasn't just gonna do for me equal to what I did for him. I've come to ask some of you tonight, which house? Which house are you building? Which house are you focused on building? Are you focused on building God's house? Or are you putting more time and investment to building your house? Are you focused on investing into the kingdom and what God is doing in and through you? Or is your focus more so that I got got kids and I got a family and I got to do this and I got to do that. And and I want to go on vacation and I want to go here and I want to do that. Which house? Seven years for God's house, but thirteen. I'm not. I'm not very far past. I think I may be a chapter or so past this point in my morning reading, and I'm trying to be mindful because I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I want to try to f- somehow understand. Maybe you know this already, and you could help me. But I go to the prayer that Solomon prayed, and and what an amazing start Solomon had. God comes to Solomon. He says, Solomon, I'm I'm giving you a blank check. Anything you want, Solomon, I will give you. I don't know about you. I I don't know if I would make the right choice. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if God gave me a blank check. I'm not sure if I could ask for the right thing. I was, Brother Marty, the gentleman I referenced, he, I, we were parting ways Wednesday morning. He said, give me a prayer request that only God can do. I said, you know what, give me a few minutes to think about that. Because if I'm going to give somebody something to pray about that only God can do and God's going to do it, I want to make sure I ask for the right thing. I mean, I got all kinds of things I'd love to have. I'd love to, you know. But I I don't. But but Solomon gets this blank check. God says, Solomon, whatever you want, I'll give it to you. And Solomon somehow he responds and he says, God, I, I don't know how to do this job you've given me to do. I don't know how to lead your people. I, I, I don't. So I'm asking you, God, for wisdom. God responds and He says, You could have asked for riches and wealth and all this other stuff, but you have asked for wisdom. And so not only am I going to give you what you asked for, I'm going to give you all that other stuff that you could have asked for and didn't. When you ask God for wisdom and God grants you that request, you would think that you would have a legacy that you leave behind that is a godly legacy. And yet somehow, somewhere, I'm 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 trying to pay attention to see if I can learn something about it somewhere Solomon he got off track somehow he didn't know how to use and apply that godly wisdom that he was given because he starts getting involved in things that he He has no business involving himself in. He, he starts pursuing. I just read to you some of it in Ecclesiastes. Read the rest of that chapter at some point. See all of the things that he decided to do just, just for pleasure, just for enjoyment. And then he, then he concludes it all by saying it's all vanity. How in the world do you ask God for wisdom? He gives you wisdom, and then the ultimately thing you just conclude this is all empty. Yeah, I know all of life offers empty stuff, but why are you caught up in that anyway if you got wisdom? So I, I can't I, I can't tell you this was it. So hear me, please. I'm I'm not making a proclamation of this. But I I somehow wonder if somewhere the starting to get off course was connected to the fact seven years on God's house, but 13 years on His house. Seven years building God a place, but 13 years building Himself. I preached to some people tonight. Yeah, you put effort and time into God. And I'm not talking about church attendance right now, so if that's all you're hearing, you're missing the message. Yeah, you put some time into God's house. You put some time into God's house but in comparison to the time you put into building your house. There's a drastic difference. The priority of building his house versus building your house. There's a big difference. Listen to the word of the Lord through the prophet Haggai verse Chapter 1, verse number 1 of Haggai. In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, in the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedech, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie in waste? That 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 sealed houses there basically means your, your, your nicely, your well-decorated houses. Is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses, and my house lie in waste? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You've sown much, and you bring in little you eat but you don't have enough you drink but you're not filled with drink you clothe you but there is none warm and he that earneth wages earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes thus saith the Lord of hosts consider your ways go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified saith the Lord you looked for much and lo it came to little and when you brought it home I did blow upon on it. Some of you here have experienced when you were about to strike a big deal. You are about to get a new job. You were about to get a new business venture that was going to be the thing. For some reason, sometimes, for some unexplainable reasons, it just didn't work out. And you're rebuking and binding the devil and nothing's changing. The problem is this. When the devil's the enemy, when the devil's fighting what you're doing, you have the authority and the right to bind him and to get victory over him. But the problem is the devil's not always our adversary. Sometimes we make God our adversary. And God said, I, not the devil, I blew upon what you brought in. Why? Because you let my house lie in waste. Why, saith the Lord of hosts, because my house that is waste, and you run every man unto his own house. Therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. And I called for a drought upon the land, and upon the mountains, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of their hands. I did that. Why? I messed with your stuff because you weren't prioritizing my stuff. I'm not going to get an unprecedented move of God in my life personally with the same old level of dedication and consecration and commitment. I'm not going to get unprecedented things from God if I don't have some unprecedented things that I'm doing in my life. You say, Brother Wright, you're trying to earn something? No, just prepare, just position, just get myself ready and available. I think it's time that our praise and our worship needs to go to an unprecedented level. I think the participation in a worship service needs to go to an unprecedented level. What are you saying, brother, right? I'm saying the 40 or 50% that most of the time that are truly engaged, we need to get to an unprecedented level. We need to get to a level where you can look around this sanctuary and it's impossible to find a Holy Ghost filled person sitting and doing nothing. Definition of insanity is you do the same thing over and over and over and over, but you get you expect different results. Yeah. There's, there's some, you know, boy, I, you know, I can sit here all night long. It, it's man, uh, this, 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 this. I know I'm not old. I know all you older people than me are snicker. You're not old, but I know that. I am older. I'm way older than what I used to be. I, Brother McGurk asked me to greet the group Tuesday or Wednesday at AACC, and like, yeah, I, you know, he's the pastor Antioch Central spoke, okay, and I got up, yeah, and I actually also attended back when we were the Pioneers, not the Riverhawks or whatever they are, and, I didn't say it, but I wanted to say it. Yeah, I attended years before most of you were even born. (laughs) And, man, there's there's these stereotypes that I'm learning to understand why there are these stereotypes now, because I'm now fulfilling the stereotypes. (laughs) Pretty much any time I get together with peers and those older than me, sitting around a dinner table, wait... Exercise aches, pains. At some point, it's coming up in the conversation. <laughs> Brother Hemus is currently on deputation, and they're in Texas right now. And the church he was at was about three hours away. And he, uh, the pastor he was with, drove him to the funeral yesterday. Uh, Brother Franklin Howard spent several months in England with Brother Mark Howard, not uh, Mark Howard, Brother Mark Hemus not too long after brother Mark Hemus got in church and so and then of course many things through the years brother Hemus has known brother Howard and so he came to the he came to the memorial service and they had a repast afterwards and and I didn't even catch the, he was talking to my wife about it before I I don't he's he's doing intermittent fasting here look at look at this app it tells you it tells you you know it's just so you know it the bar, it's man, it's sure easy for us guys to sit around and, well, I'd like to be in better shape. I, I'd like to, I like to have a little more tone to my muscles. It'd be nice if I was a little bit stronger. I mean, do you know how much benefit talking about it does? <laughs> do you understand what kind of shape we would all be in if talking about it was enough? Do you know how spiritual we would all be if just talking about how spiritual we wanted to be was enough? I I I I, I got to do more. Which of you, by thinking about it, can add to his stature by thinking of? I promise you, if that was possible, I'd be about six foot three. Was I tried? I prayed. I thought hard and long about it. Your thoughts aren't enough. You're going to see God's house built. And I'm preaching this in two contexts. I know it's not good speech making principles, but I'm not here tonight to make a speech. So I'm preaching this in two contexts. I'm preaching it about the collective house. But as Paul said, What? Know ye not? Not? That your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. So I got a question. When it comes to your natural man and your spiritual man, which house? Oh, Jesus. I'm not, I, I, I know you can't tell it by looking at me, but I go to the Y fairly regularly. I play sports. I like all that stuff. So I'm not, I'm not here judging or criticizing or poo-pooing that stuff, as they say. But I wonder what would happen if our spiritual house building got as much time put into it as our natural house building does. I wonder for you gym rats, if you put as much time, just as much Not more than, but just as much time in the prayer closet building your spiritual house as you put in the gym building your natural house. Solomon built God a house. He built God a pretty amazing house. But he built himself a more grand house than that. Oh, Jesus, I knew better than to expect y'all would be excited and welcoming to my my message here this evening. God says, you you, you blew on my house. Excuse me, "You, you didn't prioritize my house, so I blew on what you were doing in your house. Some of you still don't quite get it. You see people that it just it just seems like they're getting blessed, or This thing's going for them or this thing's happening for them. And, and, and you just don't understand it because what you don't see is the amount of time and investment they are putting into building God's house. And the principle is true. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm not saying God... God's going to make every person a millionaire. I'm not saying God's going to give everybody a 10,000 square foot house. But as Scripture says, if you will put the kingdom first, God will put things in your life. I've had the, the experience and the opportunity to go to some amazing places in my life, to see some beautiful sights in my life. And the majority of them we're connected to some kind of a ministry event. Because of where the ministry event was, got to have a day or two extra. Well, I, 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 how do you do this? To, I don't know, I just, I, I don't do it perfectly because none of us do. But 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 I'm trying to build his house. Because the, 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 the thing that most people don't understand is if you build your house, you got to take care of your house. If you're the builder of your house, you're responsible for your house. But if you build his house, or you let him make you a laborer to build his house, he's going to take care of your house. And I can promise you He'll do a much better job of taking care of your house than you can ever do of taking care of your house. Seven. Seven years for an amazing accomplishment. Seven years for something that was considered, is considered to be one of the grandest things ever built by man. Seven years. 13. 13 years. I wonder. I can't. I don't think I can prove it at this point. Maybe as I continue reading, I'll have more evidence or I'll disprove it. But I wonder. I wonder if somehow there was a door that opened up in Solomon's heart when he got so focused on building his house. I, I, I want to be very careful with this, not to say more than I should, and disrespect somebody's privacy but i was I was just told recently by a a pastor friend of mine about a guy in his church who just just several years ago was down to nothing financially, he and his wife were down to to nothing barely surviving, barely making it. Through all of that, they continued with whatever income, little income they did get. They continued to be faithful with their tithes and with their offerings. It wasn't much, and they could have used it on something else, but they continued to be faithful with it. That was several years ago. But they were focused not on building their house, but they were focused on building God's house. The rest of the story is a little while ago that same guy, that same family walked into the church, wrote a check, took care of the rest of their mortgage that was more than a couple of dollars, made the church debt free with one single check. Let me tell you something, you can't outgive God. And I'm not just talking about your money tonight. I'm not talking about money. Yeah, money is a part of that. But when I say you can't outgive God, I'm not talking about money alone. I'm talking about your talents and your efforts and your abilities and the things that God has gifted you with. If you put them into building God's house and you put time into building this temple as God's house, then you can know that God God is going to take care of your house. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus! You, you you're not gonna, you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna build God's house—the corporate, collective house, or the individual house. You, as the temple of God, you're not gonna do it by thinking about it. You're not gonna do it by just talking about it. Got to do. Do do you know why? Do you know why there's 60 guests this week? And do you know why That, that I think at AACC, I think you guys had around 15, I think at AACC that got the Holy Ghost. Somewhere around 15 of that 25 was at AAC. Do you know why? Because there's some young people that are doing unprecedented things. They did, this week didn't happen mysteriously. I, I stood there Wednesday at that service, not only engaged in the service and thankful for what was going on, but but I was also reminiscing about my time as a student. This isn't an excuse. Hear me out, this isn't an excuse, but campus ministry wasn't a thing. 30 years ago. <laughs> it was, there was no CMI like there is today. I, I spent, I was on the five-year track, I think. I spent several years, I think two and a half years at AACC and then about three years, I think, at University of Maryland. I went to classes. Got my classes in. I went home. I stood there Wednesday. It's not the first time I've been to campus ministry services. There have been other campus ministry services through the years now. Brother Mott, years ago, God used him and others to launch campus ministry. But I just stood there thinking how amazing is it. I'm standing in a, in the community college cafeteria. I don't know if it still is right now, but at one point AACC was the top community college in the nation. I'm standing there in this community college, this cafeteria, with a bunch of young people worshiping, praying, praying people through. I look over at one point as they're up there singing in worship. I was sitting on the second or third, I think the third row on the left side. I look over up in the front row in front of me, and oh, Brother Jaron's on the floor, and he's rolling in the college cafeteria. A couple of minutes later, I look up right in the middle up front. Brother Caleb, or Matthew, sorry. Josh, Caleb, Matthew, Tony, I know you're one of them. <laughs> That's right. One of them, Lewis boys. I should have brother Lewis. I should have brother Lewis. Yeah. I look up front. Matthews on the on the floor. Anna Arundel Community College cafeteria. You know why fifteen people got the Holy Ghost? Because there was some unprecedented things being done. God didn't just show up and say you haven't been doing anything, you've been spectators, you've just been on your just just relaxing, drinking your sweet tea. So I'm just gonna No, God did the unprecedented because there were some people doing the unprecedented Oh Jesus. That's a that's a great story about Brother Josh Lewis. How many of us are willing to walk into a restaurant and walk up to strangers and say, Hey, can I, can I sit here with you? We, we want God to do the unprecedented, but we got to focus on God's house got to focus first and foremost, not building our own houses, but building God's house. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be like Solomon. I'm not trying to be judgmental and critical of Solomon here tonight, but I don't want to put effort and he put some great effort into building God's house, but then turn around and put way more time and effort and energy into building my house, into building my life. I I, we were going someplace with a group of guys several years ago. Won't be any more specific than that. And as we were riding along in a group of us together, I was driving and a couple of the passengers started a conversation. It was a a middle aged guy. So my age. he was talking to another guy that was a young adult in the group single guy starting out career whatever guy in the church and he starts talking about t- talking to this guy about his his financial future And all of these things he needed to do and how much he needed to be saving and how much he needed to be investing. And, and, you know, he, he said, you know, you're working such and such a field, so you're probably making somewhere around X amount of money. It's actually one of the most uncomfortable conversations I've ever sat around. But what's amazing is this watched as the older person that was having that conversation, giving all of this wise, natural financial advice straight off track and the young man that was sitting there in the very awkward position he was in I watched him put the kingdom first I've watched him focus on not building his own house, but building God's house. And basically everything that gentleman was instructing him to do through natural means, because that young man decided to put the kingdom first and work on building God's house, God has amazingly, miraculously at times, provided and blessed, because rather than making the focus his house, made the focus God's house. Here's something that just, just kind of actually just this afternoon as I was studying and preparing, praying for tonight. Just We have gotten more tools and resources than ever before for discipleship. We've got more material, and I don't mean just Antioch, I mean we do. I, I mean in general for, for Christians. We've got more material available now than we've ever had before. Some of you folks have been around here since the 80s and the 70s. There, there, there was no grow material. There was no living logos books to buy there was no antioch you to go online and watch videos and answer questions. All that stuff is great and wonderful. It's got a place, it's got a purpose. Back then, about all most of you had was this. Wasn't even an app on the phone. Just a Bible. Maybe a Bible study chart, an old exploring God's Word in black and white. Search for truth. That was it. And now here we are and we've got resources galore and they're wonderful resources. And I, we encourage you, we challenge you, we try to motivate you to take advantage of those resources. But Paul told Timothy, he said in the last days, there's going to be perilous times. And he gives a list. Of the of the things that were going to be a indicator of those perilous times, and and he talks about men being lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, and he goes on into some other things. But then in in, in that discourse, he adds in this: he says there's going to be a time where people are ever learning, but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Can I? I just felt challenged. I, I just felt stirred by the Holy Ghost this afternoon with all of the materials and all of the resources that may be available you cannot take out the element of the spirit there's got to be the spirit with all of your reading with all of your watching with all of those things it cannot become some kind of a mechanical effort that you are putting forth Jude says it like this in Jude verse number 20 there's only one chapter so Jude verse 20 But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amplified says, but you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. You go back to my little... Discourse, rant, whatever you want to call it the beginning of this message About commentaries and what they say about some things You read what they say about this And for those that don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost By evidence of speaking in other tongues They're going to explain this verse to you in some different ways They're going to say some things different about what it means Praying in the Holy Ghost But I found this to be interesting What is, to my knowledge, one of the newest translations that are out there and I've been using it and others have in the footnote of this verse it says Paul uses this phrase praying in the spirit to refer to praying in tongues you know a bunch of these new translations are kind of watered down and I really wasn't expecting that that's what the footnote was going to say But the Spirit of the Lord through Jude says if you're going to build the house you got to do it in the Spirit, through the Spirit. The Scripture says, Paul said, you can't finish through the flesh. What started in the Spirit You can't accomplish in the flesh what began as a work of the Spirit. That grow material back there is not to help you try to finish in the flesh what started in the Spirit. It's a tool and it's a resource. But the only way to build yourselves up on your most holy faith is praying in the Holy Ghost. For we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit maketh intercession for us. I got a question tonight. How much time do you spend on a regular basis praying in the Holy Ghost? Uh, uh, this, This is supposed to be Antioch. Supposed to be Antioch. Building up yourselves in your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. How much time are you working on building the spiritual house? How much time? How much time are you putting in on the spiritual house? How much time are you putting in praying in the spirit? Paul said, I thank God. I was praying in tongues more than all of you. Oh hallelujah. Hallelujah. You 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 you're not going to build his house through the flesh. Yeah, rather just it just it just seems it's just seems I don't know it just seems a little foolish that praying in the spirit Where do you think that's coming from? It's obviously not coming from God. And it's probably not originating from you. It's coming from the enemy. Because the enemy knows that when you are praying in the Holy Ghost, you are doing something. You are participating in something. There's something happening that he has no control over. Mm. I'm... uh, (laughs) I'm probably resisting the Holy Ghost right now because I'm just about to forget the rest of y'all and just start doing what I'm preaching. Oh boy, I didn't... (laughs) The problem is this. When you get the Holy Ghost, it's more than stammering lips. Speaking in tongues is not just a couple of syllables you repeat over and over and over. Oh... Oh my! If all you ever do is kind of a little bit of la 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 ma 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 ya ya ya. That that's a good start. But the spirit is not an infant. It's cute when a baby only utters a few syllables. But when you get to maturity, it ought to be more than just a few syllables. Y'all do what you want to do. Y'all do what Ila bohosanda rabo satala baha, yeah, ya ramando lobo korianda baha. Ila bo satariando lobo koya, yeah, ya ramando lobo korianda baha. Ikaia ya lobo satala baha, ila mando robo sei, rikaia ndolo yeah, ndolo robo sei, come on why don't somebody do some building right now why don't somebody do some building right now come on if you got the Holy Ghost but you need a breakthrough in the spirit you need a breakthrough in your tongues this would be a really good atmosphere a really good environment to get it Yee la mando roboche yee ara manda ya se la bocoriando lo bosei y cayando lo yando robosequi ara la but ye beloved. Building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Shandorobo in the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, oh God, by your grace tonight, help us to put your house first. Help us to put the building of your house above the building of our house, above the building of our dreams, our careers, trying to fulfill our ambitions. God, we want to put your house above the building of our house. Karaba satayando roboshataya. Yeah rabo se yando lobosaya. Yeah, yahbo ko satayandala Come on, some of you got some stuff. You've been battling in your mind. You're not going to get the victory over some things just through English. You're going to have to let the Spirit pray through you to tear some things down. Build yourself up by praying in the Spirit. Come on, I believe the Holy Ghost wants to give some people a victory here tonight. And it's not going to come by somebody praying for you. It's not going to be by somebody helping you. You're just going to have to build yourself up by praying in the Holy Ghost. It's no wonder the enemy's trying to get churches to silence tongues. It's no wonder the enemy's trying to get pastors to stand up and say, we don't speak in tongues in church. We don't want to scare anybody. We don't want to run anybody off. It's no wonder the enemy wants us to do that. I tarabo shata ya ndolo bohosata ya. Ika hara mandolo bo sheki hara mandolo bohosha. bo bohoshe Rimandolo bo bo the name of Jesus I challenge you young people tonight I challenge you young adults tonight trying to figure out the future, trying to figure out a career path, if you'll put God's house first, if you'll put the building of God's house first, God's got doors that He'll open for you. God's got opportunities that will be unexplainable opportunities that He'll provide if you'll build His house. He Se la ramanda ye a la labokota la bahya ikah ramando lobochata la lo lo si bahya y amando robo sé ye a la laboho riando rimando lobo ri si ROBO roboché ye a la bahya más y Gila Mando Robocosi and the Labocori and the In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. E la mando robos cosa tal. Y la manda y atala bochata. Ey, ya ramasa y to robo sei. Y ka ramando sei ya la Come on, I know. I know there's times we need to pray in English. I know there's times we need to say some things in English. We need to confess some things in English. But don't miss the power of the Spirit. Don't miss the power of building yourself up in the Spirit. <speaking> For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into bringing captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Atoroboho shata, sika mandore kiye atalabahaya, ikohori masando re kiye, ilaboho shanda rimoco sahaye, ilabo kori mandahaye, andolobo satalabaha, ilabo kori andolobo shata rabahaya, yala, mondo robo bahaya. Come on, I feel something starting to break in the spirit in here. Come on, I feel something starting to break in the spirit. Come on, it's not time for us to stop. It's not time to quit. It's time to press just a little bit more. There's something breaking in the spirit right now. Satala Yando Robo It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit, Lord. It's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by your spirit, Lord. Ando rabosika, ando robosat. Di karabo sanda raboyatala bosat. Yeah, ya rabo ya. Come on, come on. The Holy Ghost is doing something in this place. Come on, the Holy Ghost is doing something. Please don't be a spectator. If you've got the Holy Ghost, please don't be a spectator. Don't miss what God's got for you right now. Don't miss what God wants to do in you right now. Come on, there's some building up going on in here. Come on, there's some building up going on in here right now. Come on, there's some building up going on in here right now. (laughs) Yilabando robo shatalaba ha. Yilando robo sata talaba. la Oh, heyamo robo sata lobo mo shataya. Yilando robo cosata la ya, ha. robo sata la baja Sheka se say, hey, Icoto Rimando lobo satala Bahia. Come on. Brother Fuller preached a couple of Sunday nights ago about digging those old wells. Come on, that's what we're doing right now. We're digging some old wells. We're digging some old wells right now. We're unstopping some old wells. We're unclogging some old wells. Ikara basata yandolo bo shay. Ikamo ro sataya. I Come on, come on, some of you, you're on the verge of a breakthrough to another dimension. Come on, some of you are right on the verge of a breakthrough into another dimension. And I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about God wants to do it tonight. I don't mean in a couple of days or in a couple of weeks. But some of you are right at the door. You're about to step through a door into a new dimension. Oh sataraba sataya Yila bo satayando robos sataya, Ye la mando robos In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus. Ekarabo satayando robo satala, y kayando robo satala la bahia, y la borrondo sete ykiyalo robo satala la bahia. The name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Rando mo shatai yaka talabo hosata laba, yando robo shata Hikata ramandolo Come on, please. Come on. Uh, please. There, there's some stuff the Holy Ghost is doing in this place right now. Come on, please. Please don't become a spectator. Please don't become a spectator. Come on, stay in the Spirit. Stay in the Spirit. Stay in the Spirit. Oh. Shatarabasata Yala Bahia. Iko Robo Seya Yando Robo She Yala Baha. Mandolo Robo siya bahaya. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Y Ika carramando IKARAMASATA robo SHATALAMAHAYA Ika maya Y Yeah, atayando robo satala maya Y SANDARAYETI ye y e ando robos e arama no ria catalabaia i atayando robos atando robos e arama i corri manda ia ma i Iko robo hosika robosa i corre lobo se chi ando riatabaia Ilobo sorita Ran no musica hayatolo bo Yatolobo ba Eh la satala Karama lobo satala In the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Ika Ramashataya sataye. Satae Iko Ramando Sia Alaramoco Shataya Ika Ramonde Sica Torobo Sanda Yalaraboco say. I labo rishanda yakotori amanda Sikahai e lorata Rondobo siki e a tolobo korimanda Manda Ha sika mando roto sei e korromonde hoshikata Y corrobosie alamando robocose, callándolo Cayando lo lobo satayala la moco Y corrobosie robo seye kiyala la mando rey robo Si que lo morron de <inaudible> yakata la bahaya Seha ramando Y que lo morron de yakata la bahaya Y la mando robos a talla la rabaquio roto bosata ya. Yey la mando reyey ando losica y atala bahay. Y mando robos a talla la, la bosata ya. Y caramanda ya to robos a robo ando robos I Rima do si e ca do ma su kan de yeki si o do roboshikai e la mando robossei i kato katabahai e la ki e to roboseki ara Ika rabosai, Ika sheye, yalarama sataya. Ilobo rika yando robo seye, bo yando la Ilobo ma shonde yeki, yalarama sataya. Ikaraba rabosando robo koteye, yaramando yekatalama. I la barrando lo musica y ataraba saya. Yala la mando reyesu kai lo bossika yandala. Ye ya lo morisa mando robotie asataba. Ki ando robo, robo ala la masia talabaia. Yala barron de ala la yeti ala la The name, Jesus. The name of Jesus. In 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 the name of Jesus, 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 in robosika yanda. Ramando lo roto <tose> bocos <tose> y ma. Andolo bocos chata rama sota quieto robos atala. Shat or Rubuko Sata Yaki Arabuko Reti and Rubuko Sata. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I know that I know that pretty much every person in this room tonight could quote the verse I'm about to quote. You may not know the exact chapter and verse, but you know the verse. We walk by faith and not by sight. I think we could paraphrase that without doing any damage to what it's saying. And that is to also say we walk by faith and not by feeling. While speaking in tongues and praying in the Spirit is a spiritual thing, that doesn't mean it's automatically an emotional thing. And that doesn't mean there's automatically feelings. To be very honest with you, I hope I don't disappoint you, but I hope I help somebody. The great majority of the time when I'm praying in the Spirit, I don't really feel much. Because it's not about a feeling. It's about the Spirit praying. If you got feelings when you're praying in tongues, wonderful. But if you don't have feelings when you're praying in the Spirit, don't listen to the lie of the enemy that says there's no feelings because there's nothing happening. (laughs) You know, if we would ever just really begin to realize whatever the devil's telling us, the opposite is... Why in the world would the enemy tell you? Nothing's happening because you're not feeling. The reason he's telling you that is because he knows whether you're feeling or some, feeling something or not, something's happening. So the way to get you to stop doing what you're doing that's very effective is to tell you it's not doing anything. Let me tell you something. If the only time you ever spray in tongues is Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Thursday night, I don't know how you're making it. You're probably not. And if the only time you ever pray in tongues is Sunday morning, Sunday night, Thursday night, and during your morning prayer time. Brother i am I supposed to pray in the Spirit at work? Am I supposed to pray in the Spirit at school? I... I could understand that question being asked at other churches. I can't understand that question being asked here. Because I've heard more times than I could count, and you've heard it too, Bishop talking about sitting on an airplane. Pray it in the spirit. Pray it under your breath. The beautiful thing now is most of you earn most of you own Bluetooth headphones. Put the headphones in your ears. And if people see your lips moving a little bit, they won't think anything about it. Oh, they're talking on the phone. You think I'm talking on the phone? I'm building myself up in the Spirit. Yeah. riding down the road. I, I know there's some time. I, I, like what I, I like when you tap into that and there's feeling and there's emotion. I, I love all of that. But don't discount, don't disregard the effectiveness of praying in the Spirit just because it's not all that intense emotional feeling. Building, He didn't say building up yourselves by praying emotionally in the Spirit. He said build yourselves up simply by praying in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Father, I trust that there has been a work of your spirit in this place tonight that is more than just simply a response in this service and we we go on about our business and continue on as we were. But I trust and believe God that your word has gone forth and that there will be a response that god if there's any way in which we are individually putting more time and energy and thought and effort into focus into building our own houses rather than building your house that we're going to we're going to change that and there's a variety of things a variety of ways to change that and one of them god is we're we're going to engage more regularly more frequently building ourselves up in the holy ghost praying In the Spirit, we're going to build your house, God, and we're going to watch and see you build our house. God, I believe that as we continue to focus on building your house, you're going to open doors. You're going to open financial doors. You're going to open doors of housing and vehicles and and opportunities, God, that you're going to do because we put your house first. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God bless you if you're still praying feel the need to continue, you're welcome to if you're done praying you need to go or want a fellowship whatever you want to do In Jesus name